All right. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's so good to have you with us here live this morning for our congregation at prayer. This is a daily devotion that we do as a congregation. Uh, normally be conducted by the heads of the household in their home, um, but as uh, we have many who, well, especially during COVID, who needed uh, to be guided through their prayer, we do this live as a video as well. So many options there for you. Uh, no judgment, you can do it either way. Um, let's see. I also wanted to remind you, uh, or well, first actually to thank you uh, for, for sharing this video on social media or via email uh, with your friends or family. Uh, you know, it, it, the more the merrier. So I appreciate that quite a bit. Uh, and then also, if you could uh, consider supporting the work of the ministry here, if this has benefited you, um, there are donate links below and ways to do that, either one time or regular repeating gift. So, and thank you, of course, to those of you who are already doing that. All right. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, we say our memory verse for this week. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Matthew 7, verses 15 through 16. Our psalm for this week is Psalm 89. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens you will establish your faithfulness. You have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? A God greatly to be feared in the counsel of the holy ones, and awesome above all who are around him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. The north and the south, you have created them. Tabor and Hermon joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand, high your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. 
Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exult in your name all the day, and in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King, to the Holy One of Israel. Of old you spoke in a vision to your godly one and said, I have granted help to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil I have anointed him, so that my hand shall be established with him, my arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him, the wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My steadfast love I will keep for him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for him. I will establish his offspring forever, and his throne as the days of the heavens. If his children forsake my law, and do not walk according to my just decrees, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquities with stripes, but I will not remove from him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever, his throne as long as the sun before me. Like the moon, it shall be established forever a faithful witness in the skies. But now you have cast off and rejected. You are full of wrath against your anointed. You have renounced the covenant with your servant. You have defiled his crown in the dust. You have breached all his walls. You have laid his strongholds in ruins. All who pass by plunder him. He has become the scorn of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have also turned back the edge of of his sword, and you have not made him stand in battle. You have made his splendor cease and cast his throne to the ground. You have cut short the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. For what vanity you have created the children of man. What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Lord, where is your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore to David? Remember, O Lord, how your servants are mocked, and how I bear in my heart the insults of many nations, with which your enemies mock, O Lord, with which they mock the footsteps of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right. Now, our reading, first reading today, is from Isaiah, 
Chapter 49. Thus says the Lord, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to the people, to restore the earth and to cause them to inherit the desolate heritages, that you may say to the prisoners, Go forth, and to those who are in darkness, Show yourselves. They shall feed along the roads, and their pastures shall be on the desolate heights all the desolate heights. They shall neither hunger nor thirst, neither heat nor sun shall strike them, for he who has mercy on them will lead them. Even by the springs of water he will guide them. I will make each of my mountains a road, and my highways shall be elevated. Surely these shall come from afar. Look, those from the north and the west, and these from the land of Shanim. Sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth, and break out in singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have mercy on his afflicted. But, Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget. Yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your sons shall make haste. Your destroyers and those who laid you waste shall go away from you. Oh, so many lovely pictures there from Isaiah. Um, one of my favorites, though, is, is that verse 16 you see there at the bottom of the screen. I've inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Um, your names, or you actually, are t- like tattooed on the hands. Of Jesus, right? And then, of course, that um, connects us well to the crucifixion, right? Where I will look upon him whom we pierced, right? All right. Uh, there's a question in the chat before we get too far. Is your father still in surgery or is he in recovery? He's actually in recovery. So uh, both knees replaced. <laughs> and so uh, should be up and walking in a few hours and then uh, the fun time of rehab. All right, our reading for catechesis is continuation of Matthew's Gospel, chapter 19, today beginning in verse 16. Now, behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Well, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, 
We have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. All right, there ends the reading. The rich young ruler, we hear this each summer. Um, what a lovely text. I don't think we hear it from Matthew. I think you hear it from Luke in the one-year series. All right, what name did the man give to Jesus? Yeah, he calls him good teacher. Hmm. And what did the man want to know? You see that word there again, good, kalos. Yeah. What good thing he should do to have eternal life. Uh, how did Jesus respond? The first thing, why do you call me good? Because who alone is good? God, right? Yeah. Now, uh, what did Jesus tell the young man he needed to do? Keep the commandments. Yeah. Easy, right? Uh, of course, the, what did the young man ask? Well, which ones, right? Yeah, which ones should he keep? Uh, what commandments does Jesus list? Scroll up a little bit there. Yeah. All right. We have the fifth commandment. We have the sixth commandment. We have the seventh. We have the eighth. Then we have the fourth. And then we have the summary of the commandments as given by Moses, right? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. All right. So the, we call that the second table of the law, right? Why do you think he listed the fifth commandment first? And then went back to the fourth at the end. That's not inadvertent, I don't think. Now, this, the language of killing or murdering um, points us forward, right, to the suffering and death of Jesus, his crucifixion. What statement did the young man make? What's his response? Oh, yeah, no problem, right? I've done all these things from my youth. Uh, but what did he wonder then? Is there anything I still lack? Hmm. What did Jesus tell him to do if he wanted to be perfect? Or again, you could translate that as complete, finished. Go and sell everything you have, right? And give it to the poor, and then you will have treasure in heaven. Of course, what does this remind us of? It reminds us of a parable we heard not that long ago in uh, Matthew 13. Let's just go back to that. And maybe you remember our catechesis on this. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he has found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. You see that? All right, so both the hidden treasure and the pearl of great price, um, both have... Um, the one who finds selling everything um, to, to buy that treasure, that one treasure, which of course is, as we learned in our catechesis of that, it's Jesus who sold everything, gave up um, everything, including thrones and uh, you know his authority, and bought his church with his own blood. He bought you by shedding his blood. All right. Um, so can the rich young man do this? 
Of course not. And then what was the young man to do after he sold everything and gave it to the poor? Well, to follow Jesus. Come and follow me. Of course, this reminds us of the calling of St. Matthew, right? Back in Matthew 9. Now, what did the young man do? Did he sell everything and follow Jesus? No, he went away sorrowful because he had a great number of possessions. Hmm. Tells you his relationship to his wealth, doesn't it? What did Jesus tell his disciples then? All right, this is a moment of catechesis now. (laughs) You see what just happened? You see how hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And how did he emphasize the point? Uses uh, an analogy or a picture of a camel going through the eye of a needle. Um, maybe you haven't heard this, but uh, what's the significance of a camel? That camels were actually unclean animals, large unclean animals. You know, they're not part of the sacrificial system. Um, the Jews didn't keep camels, by the way. Uh, You can look at Leviticus 11 for that. Did the disciples understand this literally? (laughs) This camel passing through the eye of a needle? Uh, I would say yes, they did, because their question is, what? Who then can be saved? You see that in verse 25. Hmm. What important truth about faith does Jesus then proclaim? Verse 26. With men, this is impossible. So of your reason and strength, you cannot believe in Jesus Christ or follow him, right? But with God, all things are possible. Uh, Of course, then Peter, always the one to step in um, into what the camel leaves behind on the ground. Uh, (laughs) Peter, I've left all, or we have left all and followed you, right? So look at us. We've done what the rich young ruler couldn't do. Of course, what's the problem with Peter's point, with, uh, or with his question, even? Therefore, what shall we have? Now, Peter's thinking on the same terms as the rich young ruler. You notice back, uh, the rich young ruler, his question is, what shall I do that I may have eternal life? You notice who's the subject there? I. And who's the one then doing the verbs? Yeah, me. Same thing with, with Peter. You know, therefore, what shall we have? We have left all and followed you. Who is he not giving credit to for doing anything here? Yeah, God. So he thinks that uh, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is, is yours by uh, earning, by what? Obedience. Um, Jesus' response is curious here. What, to what time does Jesus uh, refer? Yeah, the regeneration, the new Genesis, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory. Remember, um, the beginning of Matthew's gospel actually begins that way. This is the book of the Genesis, right? So now he's talking about that new Genesis, that new heavens, new earth. What does Jesus promise to those uh, who have followed him? You see here that they will sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. What does Jesus promise to those who have left houses? And then the long list, brothers, sisters, father, mother, wife, children, lands, or animals for his name's sake. Yeah, they shall receive back a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. And then, of course, there's this final word, famous word. 
which is actually an introduction to the, the next parable, <laughs> but we hear it here at the end of this reading, right? Yeah, these divisions between the readings are somewhat artificial. Many who are first will be last and the last first. We'll talk about that tomorrow. All right, some uh, catechesis on this text. They, or excuse me, meditation on the text. The young man comes to find out what good thing he needs to do to inherit eternal life. But Jesus is the good one that does everything necessary for our salvation. Jesus refers to the commandments regarding love for the neighbor, just as he did on the Sermon on the Mount, to draw attention to the first three regarding love for God and true worship of God. He, that is the rich young ruler, had no true love for God because he saw the commandments as a means to obtain what he desired for himself. By listing the fifth first, Jesus reminds us that the work of our salvation is complete, perfect if you like, when he is killed in our place to rescue our bodies from death and give them the resurrection, the regeneration. Unlike Matthew, this young man goes away sad because he clings to his possessions for the good in his life rather than to the good one who gives true life. Here we also learn that faith is a gracious gift of God. As we confess in the third article, it is not possible for us to believe in Christ or come to him, but it is the Holy Spirit who calls us by the gospel. All right. We confess the first petition of the Lord's Prayer, Hallowed be thy name. What does this mean? God's name is certainly holy in itself, but we pray in this petition that it may be kept holy among us also. How is God's name kept holy? God's name is kept holy when the word of God is taught in its truth and purity, and we, as the children of God, also lead holy lives according to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. But anyone who teaches or lives contrary to God's word profanes the name of God among us. Protect us from this, Heavenly Father. We pray. Heavenly Father, you hallow your name among us when your word is taught in its truth and purity, and we, as your dear children, also lead holy lives according to it. We give thanks to you for the gift of your word, for our pastors, parents, and others who teach it, and for the holy lives of all your faithful Christians who live according to it. Forgive us for the many ways in which we profane your name, your holy name among us, by failing to teach your word in its truth and purity to pray for our pastors and teachers, or to lead holy lives. Protect us from false doctrine and evil living. Help all who are called to teach and preach your word to do so with faithfulness. And grant us to receive your word rightly, that our lives may be made holy by it. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Today is Thursday. So we pray today for the church and her pastors, for all missionaries, especially the Federowitz family, for the work of the LCMS World Relief and Human Care, for our teachers, especially those teachers here at St. John, for all deaconesses and other servants of Christ in his church. We pray for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. We pray for our first responders, doctors, nurses, and all who work in nursing homes and hospitals. We pray for an end to anxious thoughts and constant worry. We pray for deliverance from this current pestilence, from all sedition and rebellion. We pray for our military personnel. 
Pray for those who today celebrate their birthday, uh, Donica and Van. We also pray for those who celebrate their anniversary, Zachary and Samantha Wilson. We pray in Thanksgiving uh, for successful surgery for Autumn Gooding. Um, and also, as we celebrate this week, the 165th anniversary of our congregation. We pray for those who are ill um, or recovering, especially Marcella and Jan, my father Ron Gillespie, who is out of surgery and re- in recovery, for David Gady, Carol Hawk, Brad Yench, Janet Yench, Carol Kelling, and Sandy Maxwell, Linda Mondlock, Joan Nye, Ken Nemmer, Aaron Peterson, and Roger Schultz. We pray that the Lord grant a peaceful end for Stephen Siebenhaller, friend of Ruth McKenna. We pray that the Lord comfort those who are grieving, especially the family and friends of John Borgenhagen and Jim Geyser. We pray for all our homebound, Willis and Janice, Mickey and Bev. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray our collect for this week. Grant to us, Lord, the spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we, who cannot do anything that is good without you, may be enabled by you to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for this week, In God My Faithful God.
yet I will not despair. I build on Christ who loves me, from this rock nothing moves me. To him I will surrender, to him my soul's defender. If death my portion be, it brings great gain to me. It speeds my life's endeavor to live with Christ forever. He gives me joy in sorrow, come death now or tomorrow. O Jesus Christ, my Lord, so meek and heed and word, you suffered death to save us because your love would have us. Be of heavenly gladness when hands this life of sadness. So be it then I say with all my heart each day Dear Lord we all adore you we sing for joy before you. God, us while here we wander until we praise you, God. Thank you so much for being with us here today for our congregation at prayer. And yes, thank you. Uh, for all the prayers for my father, um, who uh, we thank God for a successful surgery. Of course, we keep him in our prayers for recovery. Um, I don't know which is easier. <laughs> Probably uh, the surgery, right? Uh, recovery won't be fun, but so it goes. And uh, yeah, uh, if you weren't able to join us last evening for our Wednesday Bible class, I encourage you to go and watch that video. Uh, those are a little bit longer form and um, more catechetical and less devotional, but uh, I also, you know, intentionally chose First Corinthians as a book where we can see great division in a church, but also how Paul then addresses as an apostle um, those divisions and brings about healing and recovery for them. Uh, it seems to me that our church is largely divided today by things like politics, um, approach to COVID nineteen. Um, opinions as to the future or uh, what is important for the church, maybe the activities the church should be engaged in, all those sort of things. Uh, we see division and the way to bring about reconciliation is the way that Paul does. And especially as we talked about last night um, in self-sacrificial love for neighbor. So go and watch that. And again, if uh, this has benefited you today, feel free to share um, on social or via email with your congregation, however um, you see fit, and uh, to support the work here if you're able 
um, via financial gift, which is especially appropriate now, um, given, well, really our struggles with that. So Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again tomorrow.